You ready? Yeah. Ooh! Oh. We don't <laughs> even get to celebrate the 21. Motherfucker. Mm, this can't drink. damn contract blows. All right, you ready? We gonna start? We going live? We're ready. This is Byron Lazine and Nicole White, and you are tuned in to episode 21 of The Real Word. I love being drinking age. When you can't drink? <laughs> it's only for um, 21 more days. 21 I think it's actually days. 21 more no, days. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, you're right. You're 21 right. more days. We got 21 more days of no, more drink, of no drinking. We did a 30-day no drinking thing. How's it been for you? How do you feel about it? Do you feel different? I feel do you have more great. energy? I feel awesome. I actually. I'm How much getting... were you consuming before? Ooh, that I don't even know. Gallons. Uh, that's not true. No, definitely not true. Um, you were probably consuming gallons with me. Um, it's good. It, that's I, not I true. was. I was actually um, discussing it with my husband a little bit, and he was sort of making fun of me. But it's like just forming new habits, right? There's certain yeah. restaurants that I walk into, and they're like Nicole. Like I go to Mr. J's every Monday, and they're like Nicole. And, and your drinks are there. You want your flirtini, and I have to like, and I have to break her heart <laughs> that like I don't want it. And she's probably like, oh great, now my tip is going to be less because she's not drinking four cocktails. I mean, my bill. I mean, I'm saving saving some doubt. substantial amounts of money. Yeah, for me it was like mind over matters, being able to do it for 30 days. And this business is so many like drink meetups and drink let's, meetups. And, a, and a networking event. And yeah. it's just like, there's a lot of alcohol involved in this business. Well, so my so. biggest problem has always been though, you tell me that I'm on a diet and I all of a sudden want what I can't have. So it, I mean, like I don't eat cake, but if you, if I'm telling myself that I'm on a diet, cake, I'll, cake, cake. I'll definitely want cake, right. So I think that's the problem though too. Um, it's good though. I can't decide if like my body is like adjusting to like allergies or, so like I've been a little sleepy, like in the morning has been like ripping myself out of bed. I'm blaming huh. allergies on that one. Not the alcohol um, or the Never, lack no. It's great though, it's going very well. Yeah, I'm enjoying it, I'm fine with it. Yeah, it's, I'm getting some good. laundry folded at night, you know? Wow. Yeah, but it's That's not... what was falling behind, Oh, was the laundry. Lots of things were being falling behind, but. All right. Well, there's a lot of alcohol in this business, and maybe that's because Zillow is just stressing everybody the fuck out, making people bonkers. Bonkers. Right? Yeah. So Mm -hmm. Zillow, let's talk about this. We are. This is big news this week. Well, what's the headline? Big real news. We should read the headline so know what we're talking about. Uh, The headline. You want the actual headline? Well, yeah, so that they know what we're talking about. The headline is – this is the Wall Street Journal Journal headline. Zillow – this is a pretty – um, like in your face headline because flips like a you know a word that everybody pays well, attention of course, to. They're, they're good at you know. Zillow intends to buy and flip homes. Yeah, so we were lucky enough on Friday. Maybe you can talk about your five a.m. call dot com. But on Friday you actually oh, had plugging me right there. Gotta huh? you plug me. So you had you had someone from Zillow on there on Friday. Was it Friday? That was yeah, Friday. Yeah, we had on Friday. He was actually sort of talking a little bit about this. What's his name? To Schwartz. Uh, what's his name? Greg. Uh, shoot, I forget his name. Well. The CEO was on. Yeah. Wednesday. Right. That was Spencer oh, Raskoff. Was that Wednesday? No. Of that the was week like before. Thursday or Friday. No, it was just this past week. Right, right. But I'm talking about we've had two Zillow oh, people. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. On, but just this last, past week, you had yeah. somebody from Zillow talking about um, this new sort of mix up that they, not mix up, but is it a mix up? I always forget his it's name. Like a shake he's up. like, he's it's like, like a the CEO or something. 
So, oh, you're looking for it? That's okay. Well, go you're, ahead. Go you're on. You're wasting some time go looking on. for it. You go ahead. So, yeah, he was actually talking about how Zillow is going to be doing the, the instant offers. He actually um, was brilliant in making everybody on there, well, not making people, but presenting it in a way that it sounded like it was a, a seller lead, which I'm certain that it will become a seller lead. Um, actually, on, I think Realtor.com has been doing it forever. Do you want to know like the value of your home? Like, click here, and obviously, it goes to an agent. Um, it's he was, Greg uh, Gierowitz. He was wow, talking about like the fact that you can on Zillow, you can go on there, you can look for an instant offer, get an offer from Zillow, and then you can also then at the same time be getting a CMA from an agent, so you can see maybe which which stick is better. Is it better to go with the agent, or is it better to go with Zillow? As you read into this article, Zillow's actually going to be buying, starting to purchase properties in Vegas, Las Vegas, and in Phoenix. Greg Schwartz. Fine. Who wrote that? It's Greg Schwartz. I, okay. I had the name right. Okay. right go ahead. And um, they're going to be buying them. It sounds like a lot, maybe a thousand properties. Can you? Do you mind just clicking back to that Wall Street Journal article? Yeah. I, I, it, it gives a specific amount of how many they wanted to buy, but they're going to be holding probably almost two hundred million dollars worth of inventory. The in company the Las initially Vegas, plans Phoenix. to hold three hundred to a thousand homes by the end of this year. So yeah, Can Las you see Vegas, that? It Phoenix. Just says by the end of the. By the end of the... By the end of the year. Oh. <laughs> You're not a Wall Street Journal uh, owner. By I know. the end of the... <laughs> it's the pop-up is blocking. It's by the end of the year because I, I, I could read the article for free on my phone. And they're going to be holding them for 90 days, fixing them up, and then selling them. These goddamn news, uh, newspapers really just piss me uh, off at this crap. Right? And then people want to advertise on the Wall Street Journal. It's like, that's a waste of money. That's yeah. the racket. That's right. But no, it is 300 to 1,000 by the end of yeah, the year. Yeah, it was like, the article I was reading, I actually was able to see numbers. Um, but it's just Vegas and Phoenix right now. to start. Yeah. So they've tested out, if you're not familiar, they've tested out their instant offers platform, which was three offers to the seller. They would also get a CMA from a premier agent. So they'd have the three offers. They'd have the CMA from a premier agent. Now, if they turn down the offers, they would likely, and, and somebody from Zillow was just at the T3 Summit last week, said that 90% of the time, the people that receive Zillow instant offers, 90% of them ended up contacting an agent. And overwhelmingly, they mostly worked with those. Right. Uh, so it was Zillow generating. It was generating. So it was generating some seller a leads. ton of seller listings right. because here's the point: whether it's Zillow buying the house, whether it's Open Door, which this is very similar. And Open Door welcomes them. Open Door is smart by saying, "Hey, come on in, Zillow. We're like, come on in. We enjoy the competition because they know that this space is only growing. The awareness around. Say you're somebody selling your family's estate, and we see it all the time, right? I'm going to sell this estate property. And I've got two other, you know, brothers and siblings. None of us live here. None of us use the property. Um, have no use for the property. Just want a quick sale, right? So we can move on with our life. It's just tragic right. enough. Whatever happened, right? Right. And or I don't talk to my brother. I don't talk to my right. sister. There's we'll animosity. Whatever. I feel like you're higher than me. I'm so just gonna. Well, gonna... it's the uh, the an is anarchy. The word the anarchy. Uh, hierarchy. Hierarchy. Woo! Woo! <laughs> Uh, but no, so they would likely have sold those properties. There you go. Now we're, <laughs> now we're talking. They would have likely sold those properties to maybe a local investor, right? right? Or any type of investor. Well, now they could literally just go on if they're, you know, in uh, Vegas or Phoenix in the short term, but certainly this is going to scale out nationwide at some point. Some point. They could click a button and receive an offer from Zillow and they can take it or not, but they're going to get a CMA from 
At least there'll be a little bit more competition so that they're not just feeling like, because there's so many times too, because I work with investors. I mean, you do too. Um, I'm certain because there's been a few times where agents came back and they're always like, oh man, like, you know, now that like what your, like your flipper sold it for, like my people are kind of angry at me because they think that like I maybe could have gotten them some more. So this actually like eliminates all of that. Right. Like go on to Zillow, see what Zillow will give you. And like, hopefully we still win, you know? What I, what I like about, and everyone wants to talk you know, trash on Zillow. What I like is they're actually 100% committed to using agents when they buy these properties and they flip them back onto the market and sell them. Right. Where Open Door is just buying the properties and using their in-house well, team to sell these properties. They're not using agents. I agreed. Well, and I like to think that the reason that Zillow is um, – <laughs> is um, so loyal to us agents is because- So loyal, wow. Well, that, because, that might go a little far. Well, but I'm just saying, so you put a, a photo up again yeah. from your thing about how much money Zillow, Zillow's Ooh, we gotta wealthier share this. than pretty much all the real estate companies combined. And that's I'm gonna because send you of this. agents. Agents are the ones that are giving them money. I'm like, gonna send you this why, photo, like, Sam. Why are they gonna, why are they gonna, why are they gonna screw with that? We keep giving them money. They keep on becoming richer and richer and richer. Like, so why wouldn't this they stay loyal This is interesting. Us? It's going to be tough to see because I took a screenshot. I was at the T3 Summit. And it Those was like no know, social media allowed. You had to sneak these in. Stefan was like, no social media. So I was like, okay, Stefan. Stefan Swanepoel. Oh, Stefan. A lot of you peeps know who Stefan is, obviously. Oh, Stefan. All right. So Zillow's like um, market cap right now is $10.5 billion. Right. Um. That would, when you look at the right side, and, and hope Sam will have this chart up here and, and maybe zoom in. It's kind of off, but super. I mean, we got a little great blurry shot of the guys, guys back of the head. Spot, I mean, but anyways, Rheology is worth three and a half billion. Remax a billion. Keller Williams one point six billion. Uh, let me um, just be clear. Keller Williams is not publicly traded, so we don't know if that one point six. Stefan thinks he was generous in guessing that they're worth about one point five billion. So maybe they're only worth a billy, right? But let's just give them the benefit and of the Realogy, doubt. And Realogy, and again, to if people that aren't agents. That's Realogy, Coldwell Banker, Century 21, Sotheby's. Sotheby's. Yeah. Those are all the companies that are associated with Realogy. They total three and a half billion. Uh, home services, you may know them as Berkshire Hathaway, two and a half billion. Uh, and then you have a whole bunch of these other ones underneath here. You've got Weicker mixed into the uh, to the group. Uh, some of these ones that I can't see, you have, uh, you have Douglas Elliman, I can see you there. You have Douglas Elliman. You have a lot of different companies. It gets a little blurry because of the way blurry. I took the shot. What All I'm of them combined. What we're saying is the top, whether they're the top 20 or they're not, you take 20 of the um, com- biggest brokerages that you know of and you combine them all and they're worth just as much as Zillow. Zillow, Open Door, Redfin, and uh, Purple Bricks, these companies have a ton of private money coming into the market much bigger than more money than these brokerages have to work with more capital uh they're gonna make some shifts there's gonna be some crazy shifts what i do know when circling all the way back to zillow buying homes it's it's going to impact investors for sure it's going to have an impact on some commission compression to some degree because Zillow hasn't said what they're going to offer. You've been talking about commission compression for a long time because now. It's, because it's happening in other markets right. already and it's going to happen you know, across the board. But if you look at Zillow, okay, maybe they're going to give 2.5% for a listing agent. Let's just throw that out there. Maybe they are. But what are they charging you up front to be in that program? 
Right. So there's commission compression right there. Right. If you're ha- paying 2000 bucks a month to be in this oh, program. Well, that's, I mean, well, yeah, I mean, I'm certain that the premier agent will have to pay more money to be on the right. seller side at this point, too. Because they're also then, what they're also stating is that Zillow then goes to one of the premier agents to then list the home. Exactly. So that premier agent's going to be definitely, like, putting down some crazy yep. dough if they know that Zillow. It's like it's like aligning with a bank, really, for, yeah. like, all those short sales and stuff. I mean. So ultimately, when this scales out we're talking 2018 right now we're talking two markets when this is in every market in the country in five years right when it's 2023 and this is available to every single home seller okay i can get an instant offer from zillow which is going to be a discount offer there's going to be a majority some people are going to take that not everybody's going to sell their house at a discount most people are going to want to maximize and, and, and pay a commission right but the people that do take that, you're going to see less deals in the marketplace because historically, even on an investor deal, there might have been a listing agent and a buyer agent both involved. If Zillow's buying the property, there's no buyer agent involved. Right. So there's a side of a transaction that we lose as an industry. That There could be less transactions. There'll certainly be uh, commission compression. But what you'll ultimately see with this is uh, less deals for investors to pick through on these single-family homes. Because not only do you have this happen in single-family homes, but you finally have big Wall Street companies buying up swaths of single-family homes and renting them. So you have that too, right? right? Yeah. That, that's coming out of that investor yeah. market. Hmm. Um, it's all very interesting. reason why this wasn't in the racket round is because it's not a racket. This is it's, just life in real happening. estate. This is just happening. happening. So We do have a few rackets, though, that are, uh, that are good. The best racket. We've, we're going to jump right into it. I'm. Yeah, we're not like. Didn't we do a break in between last time? No, no, no break. Get we're your in. breath. Here. Get your breath. You got your breath. I'm good. All right. No, we're not taking a break on this one. Okay. No. Well, this came out like right so after. Last week we talked the about the fact that our uh, uh, Nardus went up, and I tell you, their ears must have been ringing because not more than probably three hours after we filmed the real word, boom, they release the Nar. Flipping logo, the new realtor logo. NAR spends hello two hundred and fifty thousand dollars on a new logo, and then they want up our dues. So we were talking about up in the dues. Holy shame! Thirty dollars, which I, I said I I would have paid them like I don't know. I would have charged them. Like, there's a, there's a lot of things here, so let's break this down. Go a ahead, bit. do it. Break it down into a racket. Where's our racket, by the way? Oh, a racket here. We let, had a let, racket. Let's break this thing down a little bit. So they spend two hundred fifty thousand dollars on a logo. They say, okay, obviously $250,000 wasn't all put into the design. They say there was a ton of feedback that they took into consideration. They hosted a bunch of interviews with people in the industry about what they felt the vision for NAR should be. Right. This all went into the $250,000. They spent it. They rolled out a new logo. So Holy. If you guys haven't seen it, we are posting it here. It's, it's quite a lovely little video. We're that posting we it right now. Yeah. Now the CEO took a lot of heat on Facebook. Oh, it was lovely. I mean, he was even like, although um, he was super kind about it and he was thrilled that people were actually finally sort of speaking their mind because it sounds like it's kind of hard to It was get. funny. I was, when I was at T3, the president uh, of National Association of Realtors, she spoke for a little bit and she said, well, we've been trying to engage the real estate community with NAR for so long and I guess this is the way to do it, yeah. right? Really? And so maybe it's a, maybe maybe they're going to come out and say, you know what? That was a joke. 
But Here's no, no, no. the real logo. Here's the real racket. Not that we spent $250,000 on a logo. That's a racket. Super duper racket. Uh, because the logo sucked. That'd be the, it was pretty that'd be much the, the same thing. It was just a flipping cube. Yeah. They turned it in from two-dimensional to three-dimensional. But here's the real racket. Hello. Do you know the real racket? Go ahead. After halting new logo rollout, where does NAR go from here? Hello, wait a minute. We're halting the new logo rollout that we just spent two hundred fifty thousand. We just on? rolled it out, though. Like you introduced it, you've rolled it out. So the rollout he, is complete. Here's the problem, and I'm a NAR member. You're a NAR member. We pay we NAR money. I don't know if I'm even allowed to say bad things about NAR, but I'm gonna do it anyway. They don't know what their purpose is, and they can't articulate that with consumers or with agents. That's the problem. They don't know their purpose. And she was very sweet. The president of NAR, uh, I listened to her entire talk at T3. She went a number of different directions. Not her fault. This has been inbred in the NAR mentality for so long. We Are we a technology company? Are we protecting consumers? Are we here to fight uh, new laws that, that right. go? Are we here to protect the agents? What are we? I'll tell you what we're not. We're not a tech company. We're not a software company. Stop spending our money there. Yeah. Uh, yes. We sh should we be involved and in, have lobbyists in D.C. and in our local governments? One hundred percent. We should be protecting consumers that way. The other thing we should be focused on, which we're not, right? Because we leave it up to the states, is how are people licensed? How are our um, you know how's the continu continuing ed right um, done? And how much money are we spending, oh, right? It's a hard one, though, because then there's, like, boards within the states that are... Mm, I anyway. actually think the NARDUs should be, never mind $30 raised, they should be $3,000. They so should that be $5,000 a year. Get the food no, out. Just if you so, can't afford it, get out. Here's the thing, right? There's a lot of people, and we're going to talk on the next racket a little bit about, like, we the are. value of it. There's yeah. a lot of people that are questioning some of... I sat down with a former CEO of uh, Realtor.com a couple days ago at, at this summit, and he said everything to me, what he said to me was everything agents have been trained over the years to say is in their self-interest. Right. And to untrain everybody is almost impossible, which why he believes massive, massive like shifts are, are going to hit this industry and, and basically gut it. I mean, you talk to him. He was really um, – on the spectrum of, you know, Open Door and Redfin and uh, Trayola and um, Purple Bricks and these types of companies because buyers and sellers are questioning the value that most agents right. have because you have a lot of people um, in this business as an afterthought, not treating it as a business, doing four deals a year. You know, if you were going in for surgery, would you go in for somebody – you know, surgery on your body that's done it four times a year, right. or would you, right? right. And, and so there's a lot of stuff happening. Yeah, we're, um, we're, we are talking about the NAR logo as We are racket. talking about the NAR logo, the which is a major racket. We have lots to say today. The point of it is, NAR, you've got bigger stuff to worry about. Right. Right? And, I mean, certainly we do, too. We're sitting here talking about a logo. Right. <laughs> but to me, it just opens up the— I think we actually texted quite a bit that day about that. No, so many no. people, but here's what's scary about NAR too, is it only took a couple hundred Facebook comments for you to like reverse what you're doing. Like, yeah. do you guys have any plan of what you're doing? I know. Follow through. 
follow through. Like it's done. Like it's done. On to the next. You take a little bit of flack. And from let's like, wake up. It's Friday. On from to the agents next like me tweeting and you pull it off. Uh, tweeting? You tweeting? tweeting? I was tweeting at him. Tweeting. What a racket. All right. On to the next. All right. The next. Asleep. Next racket. Buyer agent commissions negotiating those commissions yeah, directly that was, with was the that buyer. Inman? That was Inman. That was Inman. Inman. So essentially what they're saying is should a buyer's agent negotiate their commission directly with a buyer? Racket or not a racket? <sighs> you can only give me one. It's is it a racket? Good one. I, well, so I feel like we what still if a buyer had to negotiate their own commission? We still haven't really defined what the racket is. Does the racket mean like this is a racket? Like this is ridiculous? Like I don't agree with it? Or like this is a racket? Like woo woo. Like woo woo. Like racket re- meaning ridiculous. Oh, I don't think it's ridiculous at all. You I think th- buyer agents should have to do it? Well, I think it. I think. Um, well, so I guess we should we should um, be very clear because this article was talking about the fact that the buyer's agent would have to negotiate their commission with the buyer. Because um, I was originally reading it thinking that the buyer's agent would have to actually negotiate it with the listing agent, which that would be a ball of fun. That would be a racket, <laughs> fun <laughs> racket, so. absolutely. I mean, there's been a few times where I've. Um, you know, like split the commissions a little bit differently because of like referrals and then like agents call up and are like, why did you? And I'm like, well, I negotiate my end. Like, I think it would be super interesting if like if the buyer's agent had to actually negotiate with the listing agent on on that. Um, in all honesty, it um, I don't even know what would happen there because so, I feel like that would almost be like a dual agency situation. You're not going to be able like, to negotiate. That, you, you never get anything done. You get two agents oh that God, are like that would be so fighting over who gets what. Funny. I did that. You didn't even show up to the house and unlock the door. Like, yeah. That would be crazy. Yeah. Anyway. Um, this is this is what's going to happen with that. Is well, buyers it's all going to come down say, to the commission. Like you're talking about the compression, the commission compression. Yeah. Like it's all everything is going to shift, and I'm certain that. Well, can I talk more about uh, T3? Real quick? I'm you. I'm going to do it anyway. So I know you are. at the summit T3 <laughs> 60 <laughs> summit, they had a panel of really young CEOs, and and uh, one of them was actually like the C or the VP of Planomatic. Um, Shout out to my boy, Aaron Ross. Anyway, Rose, sorry. Ooh. Ross, whoa. Um, so Aaron said, uh, as a, he's a millennial, and he's on a different side of the business. He's on a marketing side mm-hmm. in real estate. So as a consumer, they asked him, you know, what do you want out of your agent? And he very eloquently and specifically said, I want to know exactly what an agent is going to do for me from start to finish before I would hire one, or I would just go to the listing agents. So this isn't even like um, they weren't even getting into buyer agent commissions. But what do you expect from your agent when you're searching homes? I want to know exactly what they're doing, because as a millennial buyer, what he's saying is, one, we want to know the steps, everything you're doing for us. So I know what that value trade off is. Uh, but the other thing is they just Well, don't, right now it's not a huge value trade off for them. It's not they, like they're paying for the agent. They're not paying for the agent, but. Just to even be working with an agent and sign with an agent, they're like, okay, well, what are you right. doing for me? Right. You're certainly going to profit from this venture. Right. What am I getting out of it? What's my value back? Mm-hmm. They don't understand what their value back is. And and part of the reason is nobody explains it to them. Right. Nobody gives them a timeline of what's actually going to happen. Okay. Um, and, and they just don't know. So. I think that's really interesting because if if you feel like as a buyer, you're getting no value or you're putting together, like he said, he goes, my wife put together like all of the searches, everything that we wanted to see. Like she put together the list. We had everything. We had searches and pings set up on Realtor and Zillow and Trulia and everything, right? Everybody does. So they put together all their properties and 
And some people feel like they're sending the list of the properties and that agent's just meeting them, showing them around, opening the door. Now, what they don't understand is once they get under contract, how much work that agent or the or the transaction coordinator does from start to finish, right? And they right. probably learn that throughout the process, whether it's a good experience well, or Well, I guess experience. the interesting thing though too is, is that if they're if the buyer's agent is really that good, the buyers won't even know the amount of work that's going on. Because like that's our job though too, is to sort of like brunt a lot of the work, right? Mm-hmm. And to like take on all of that. So if that agent is really good, that buyer should actually never even know what that agent is doing. So I mean not not to say that they shouldn't disclose and be open at but like if they're doing their job properly you know it's it they you know they're they the contract is getting to the attorney or what have you you know without them having to yeah. know they're just like oh cool my attorney has it already you know do you know what the average commission is in like europe the average commission like like Real dollar like you bring like percent home? percent wise what in europe like a yeah. listing like, like a, a listing or a buyer right so we're talking about in half like we're talking about it's like one percent like one percent for side. a side yeah okay and that's what would ultimately happen if buyer agents were negotiating their own commission uh buyers would go directly to the listing agent right or the buyer agents would go down to about a, a percent in my opinion and that's not a racket i think that's just what ultimately the market would take over and there's a lot of buyer agents that don't understand their value prop even if they have one they don't know how to articulate that and ultimately, that would come out of their pocket. If you can't articulate value, you can't show value. The consumer is not going to, uh, not going to pay you the money, right? They're yeah. just not going to give you a big commission. You just don't get three percent, two percent, five percent, whatever you get yeah. commissions uh, for opening doors, right? Well, we're yeah, because open door could do that. All right, what's the next racket? I don't. Does know. that stress you out? I just, I'm not stressed out. I just. This is the face right I here. If you're like watching, it was going to be a little bit more swingy today. It's like so much about like Byron, Byron, Byron. About me? Yeah, you just like, like, you like you what know, do you got? What do you, you got? Like to, you like to... This is the face of a scared realtor right here. <gasps> scared realtor? That's not true. I just again. What do you got, I, then? So obviously it'll change lots of things though. And 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 if you're going to give me a minute here, because again, like if you're so back to the whole like original thing we were talking about investors. Mm-hmm. I mean, we help our investors purchase these properties before they then flip them to then sell. I mean, even if you're a big listing you agent, do. I help him buy. You do. Yes. Uh, there's a lot of investors, obviously. That go right to listing agents. 100%. Yeah, so I'm just saying, but in some situations, but a lot of investors like rely on their agents to buy property. So like my yep. investor relies on me to yep. sort of scour the, the MLS and see if I can find anything and then send them along. So, I mean, if that if that investor is on like a, you know, a, a bidding war and a t- there he's certainly not going to be paying you. So like, yeah, I mean, you, do, you lose, there's going to be some loss. Especially because in that scenario, it's like, Okay, I'll negotiate you down to zero percent right, on the buy you're, side. Because you're going to get it on you're the gonna other get, side. You're going to get the listing. Yeah, it's and then like, maybe you could pick up the buyer there. Yeah, and well, then just maybe. Maybe I'll do another deal with you. Maybe if you're just, good. Just, just maybe. maybe. All right, Daniel racket. Lecara. The next racket. Third racket. Final racket. How would you feel living with strangers? Like in your living room, in your kitchen, you walk out, you're thinking you're going to get a bowl of ice cream like, and somebody's like, dorm, like dorm life. somebody's like eating on your ice cream. What's the ice cream with the pink and the white and the and the oh, chocolate? Yeah. Like you were saving Cosmo- the strawberry. Isn't it cosmopolitan or you something? You were saving the strawberry for yourself, but somebody else just took a big scoop of your strawberry. All right. So where'd you find this article? It's GQ. On GQ, you, the article was about um, 
Actually, it's I will link it up here because it's it's actually very eloquently written. It's making those poor people that are looking at Instagram feeling really sorry for themselves. They're really trying to pull on their heartstrings to make them believe that they Here's, need to live in these communal living homes. Here it is. Here's how they start the article. I don't know. It's a flipping racket. Like we were talking, like, do you put like a sock on your door? Like, what if then someone's just renting a room just to like bring people, like the whole thing, it's like, and then you got to put like flops on to take a shower. Like, I like taking a shower with my flops off. Like, I did flops in college. All right. So this is how the guy starts the article. Do you ever get the feeling that you're just slightly more alone than everyone else? Like when you're scrolling through Instagram and you get that sinking sensation that you're missing out on some kind of deep human fulfillment. I feel, not like, a... I feel like I'm doing that now. Like I feel like I'm scrolling through <laughs> and I've got four bodies that live in my home. It's not a specific pang <laughs> of FOMO. It's a broader suspicion that your social life would be somehow richer, more populated with actual, actual humans with fewer nights eating takeout and watching Netflix, if only something changed. So they're he basically- clearly owns a home that The he's dude that wrote this article is, is questionable at best <laughs> it, with his mindset. Um, oh, what's his name? Oh, Benji. Benji, poor Benji. Um, I hope he's not licking a tree somewhere right now licking as we a speak. Tree. Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. Uh, I think this is crazy talk. I think it's a total racket. I don't think this is gonna get many legs at all. I think. It's basically a glorified Airbnb, like, dorm people style. Do, people do rent rooms and things. They rent rooms, but, like, th- these prices are not cheap. Look how fancy that is. Oh. They were talking about $3,000 in, in a monthly rent oh, somewhere. Okay. So you're getting a – so, like – Oh, no. These I, are fancy places that they've done up like a WeWork space. This hmm. is we live space. So think WeWork. It's fancy. You're going to go in there with oh, a suitcase. Have you ever watched the movie Why Him? No. Oh, my God. Awesome. He um he runs like a like a like a tech company. He did some anyway, I'm slaughtering it. But all of his employees like live at his house. So like he's showing like his girlfriends, like parents around. There's just like people like roaming all around because like, But they that's all like live a there. mini family, right? They're all in the same company. Well yeah, well they're all trying to like These make are people video that games. like you're you're just moving in with. Like See, what's you didn't the rules? Show me the photos. That's like are you fun. allowed to date within the, the, oh, the thing? Oh wait, there are those and... like DVDs they have on that on the shelf there? Like yeah, they're they sharing got... all that stuff? Well they're sharing everything. Everything's shared. When I go home, I you want to be alone. You want to be alone. I don't want to. Sh- this is like my time to like be alone. You want to you want to look at Instagram and feel lonely and I don't eat feel ice lonely when I look at Instagram. People and... that that want to blame technology for Instagram making them lonely. That's the racket. That's the bigger racket. You yes. have a problem. Turn it off. You have the problem. It's not technology's problem that you feel so lonely. So maybe it's not the living. Maybe it's the article. Maybe he should yeah. be, maybe Benji needs to go. Oh, Benj. No, I mean it was a good attempt. He did a good job on the article. I just well, but I feel like it, it makes you not like I don't want to be part of the communal area because now like I don't look through Instagram and want to like feel lonely. You know? No. Anyway, no, I'm not feeling lonely. I think I'm definitely not feeling lonely. But now you, the people that are now living in these environments, you know, if I if I saw one of them, I'm like, oh, that's the guy that was on Instagram that felt lonely. He's feeling you know? lonely now because <laughs> he's living in that we live space. Yes, he's been like. He's been like pigeonholed into like that criteria. The fights, I don't know. There's got to be fights. some type of Woo. fights. Imagine yeah. if I lived with twenty strangers, one hundred percent by day two, I'm getting into a fight with somebody. Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? So don't put your f-ing socks there. Why are your socks on the end of the couch? I don't understand right. why your uh, dirty socks. Yeah. And why do you have white socks anyways? Like, shouldn't everyone have like black socks by oh. now? Oh, it's like 2018. <gasps> oh my like, God. what? Oh my do you have white socks on? 
Don't tell me you have white socks on. Like, who buys white socks? I got white socks. White people. Nicole White buys white socks. They're actually my son's socks. That's absurd. <laughs> Why are you buying your kids white socks? Nobody has white socks when you can have black socks. That's terrible. I have white socks. Anyway. That's a racket. All right. We're ending it there. That's just ridiculous. (laughs) Don't buy white socks. Let's put an end to white socks. Buy white socks. Drop drop me a comment if you're wearing white socks. White socks forever. Especially the ones with the red stripe around the top. (laughs) See you guys.